Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Class and Session podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, today's episode is quite a special one because I do have someone special who has been here before. Say hi, Mercy. Hi guys, it's nice to be back. Uh, yeah, um, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Excited, excited. I don't even know why I asked you if you spoke like two minutes ago. Literally, we've been talking <laughs> the whole way through this, so. <laughs> um, but today we're just going to be talking and like analysing the representation, specifically like the lack of representation of black people on screen. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I had to get Mercy to do this episode with me because every time we finish, like, watching a TV show, we always have a conversation about it. I literally sprint, sprint my DMs <laughs> just so that I can, like, talk to you. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? What's this trailer? No, literally. <laughs> um, but I just want to ask, oh, my God, how do you feel, like, knowing... Oh, how do you feel after watching the football yesterday? I'm I'm literally, like, it was visceral. Like, I was... I'm not even going to lie. I shed a tear yesterday. I shed a tear, like... <laughs> It was just like, so I don't know how people do it, you know, it's not for the faint hearted, because I was watching it and I was just so sad, but I just came in there with so much optimism and it's, damn guys, you know what, they really tried their best, they really did. Honestly, and you know, I can now go back to hating this country, so I kind of do feel good, you know? Yeah, you know, accomplished. Exactly. back to normal. No more patriotism for me. Nah, nah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we're just going to start off with a few um, harmful media tropes and stereotypes of black people that we've seen in TV and film. So the first trope is the magical Negro trope. And this is a trope where black people play characters with special powers, but their sole purpose is to help the white character, like whenever they're in need or in crisis. Like they honestly, they don't really have their own lives or their own storylines. They're just there to support the white characters. And obviously, you know, it's problematic because all this trope does is reinforce the idea that black people aren't as worthy as their you know as the white characters that they're playing alongside and that you know we don't deserve a proper and more like valuable role and we've seen this trope happen with bonnie bennett in the vampire diaries and monica rambo in one division i'm just gonna say that julie pleck will pay for her crimes all right detestable <laughs> uh, but also the mass- to all of them death to all of them oh, i love you know i don't even want to say i love wendy williams but i'm sorry for that that was just so funny that was hilarious it was it was hilarious i will be quoting her every single day of my life now <laughs> um but the magical negro trope also relates to the black best friend trope because with the black best friend trope the black character is also just there to literally support and give advice to the white character and people love to call it like diversity but really and truly it's not because the black best friend literally just exists for the development of the white character like they're never given any chance to explore their own personalities and their own storylines and you know it's it's tiring all this trope does is like you know reinforce the idea that black people again aren't deserving of being main characters like we should only be on the sidelines right yeah and like we've seen this trope also happen in um, marvel movies so like with iron man and like captain america marvel honestly just needs to get rid of this entire black best friend trope because they are the ones who use it the most yeah true i like it's too often as well it's in thor as well right Yeah. yeah and then they always end up like dying like for the white character 
Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. I like plot development, but it's okay, okay to like kill them off because they never actually had a character in the first place. Exactly. It's just so annoying exactly. to see people always in servitude to white people. Mm. And it's the same thing with like vampire diaries. Like, oh my God, I can't express how... Listen, if I see Julie Pleck, it's on sight. Honestly, she's getting a shit rocked. <laughs> I will fight her to How many times did they kill off Bonnie Bennett? It was how like once a time? season. That bitch came back every time. Honestly, Bonnie's character was always saving like the white characters. She was always and she dying. didn't like none of them. She hated all of them, and she still died. For them. Exactly, they weren't good friends. She was always dying for Damon, Elena, Stefan. Jesus, the list Every went on. Damn character. Shit, didn't one of them kill her mom? Oh my god, wait! Literally, wild. Sorry if that was a spoiler, guys. Damn. No, I'm sorry, but if you haven't seen the Vampire Diaries, yeah, come it's on. been up for like ten years now. Come on. Exactly. Come on. But no, her character was definitely like it's it's a perfect example, a perfect example. Yeah, the, the most prevalent example, I think. Exactly, because literally all she was there for was to help the white characters whenever they were in some kind of like fucked up situation. True that. True that. And to be honest, I'm kind of pissed at Julie Pleck. Listen, we all know how I want to fight a bitch, but like Julie Pleck literally gave like the racists and the pedos on her show storylines and even a motherfucking spin off. But when right, it came Alaric. to Bonnie, yeah, Alaric racist motherfucker <laughs> the shit he said on twitter hmm so like buck wild Damn, i know he he's just such like a weird pervy old white man like very much so i can't say i'm surprised mm, true that but no, honestly like she never let bonnie be happy for like one moment and we all know that shit was racism it was yeah, apparently apparently like every time that they killed off bonnie's character ian summerholder who plays damon was like if you're trying to get Kat Graham to leave then I'm gonna leave as well and that's why they have to keep like bringing her back yeah I heard about that as well I heard that he like stood up for her fair minute yeah fair yeah Damon and Bonnie literally should have gotten together no I I didn't like it what I don't like the whole like thing that's like oh if they're they're they were just good friends you know they were really good friends and I don't like the whole like because it just enforces like men and women can't be friends and I was like okay that is true they, they were good enough friends and if they would have been in a relationship apparently in the books they were in a relationship but yeah. I just think it would have worked no I, I honestly like I personally think they would have been so much better than Damon and Elena anything would have been better than Damon and Elena because no one likes <laughs> Elena the fuck it's true but we Why all know that every damn time honestly she was so annoying really incessant it's just whining all the time <laughs> No, but we all know that if Damon and Bonnie like got together, all the Caucasian fans would have gone crazy. Yeah, that show would have been wild. Exactly. <laughs> and also, I feel like I don't know, but I feel like Bonnie, like Bonnie's character, also played into the strong black woman stereotype. Hundred Yeah, because they would literally always make her sacrifice herself and like endure like all of the hard things, and she would always come out of it like in a way like happy, and like she wasn't really bothered by like what she just went through. Mm, yeah true but they they also did try the whole angry thing because she was yeah. like human for the past season but it was justified because you know the bitch was dead yeah. every week like... it's true mm. if she wasn't dead someone she loved was dead yeah they killed Graham, they killed her mom they killed everybody <laughs> her yeah. boyfriend oh yeah <gasps> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what what they oh, did actually, i loved him Oh, what they did to Enzo? Nah, mercy. Vile. For that. Vile. We're going off on such a tangent, but yeah. I know, but Vile. oh well. So well. Nah, but they literally, they, always, they always had my girl in pain. Yeah, crying every episode, shit. Damn. I felt so bad for her. She deserves so much more. Justice for Cat Graham, though. Honestly, justice for Cat Graham. We're going to take yeah. it to the Julie street. Julie Black is like B-Tech, JK Rowling. 
oh my god, we're gonna fight both of them at this point. Yeah, tough, just oh, tough. I hate them both. <laughs> nah, but um, moving on to our next show with the magical negro, magical negro trope. We've got one division. Oh, Ooh, I feel like look when I was watching one division, just to say quickly, it wasn't that good. It, it wasn't that good. It wasn't. I did like everyone saying that they didn't like the sitcoms part, but I love watching sitcoms because like mm. you get exactly what you expect, and there's something comforting about that. However, like I feel like I was like people when I said that there was a magical Negro trope in it, and mm. I remember saying it on Twitter once, and not to anyone listens to what I say on Twitter <laughs> because like, I, I just talked to myself on there. But I remember <laughs> someone saying it was a magical Negro trope, and I commented, "Yeah, it is." Yeah. And, a war broke out. Like I'd never had so many notifications on Twitter in my life. You never told me this. People were like, "You're reaching so hard," and I was like, "No, like go search it up. Like you're gonna see what I'm talking about." Because as soon as I saw Monica Rambeau, I was like, "Yep, magical Negro trope." Definitely was the magical Negro trope for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially that scene at the end where she's like, "Um, almost gonna die for her kids." I'm like, "You don't yeah. know these kids." No. They were like, they came up like two episodes ago and they grew in like the last five minutes. You don't, why are you fighting for them? It, that's what, no, literally, I can't remember everything, but her character was literally just there to like give advice to one dot and basically look after her children. Uh huh. That was it. Loki mummy trip. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my girl was not a childminder. What's going on? Mm-hmm. No, but honestly, I hope that like her character gets like more, like gets more features within like all the Marvel movies because I, I want to see. I want to see some character development. Same here, same here. Because like I'm just I'm tired of the whole like, oh here's a black character but they don't exist outside of the white character. Yeah, that's not right. It's just it's, it's, it's that shit's old now. Please, we need something. We need more. We need I feel more. like that's what they tried to do with Falcon and the Winter Soldier though. So yeah, yeah I'll give them that. I did quite like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though. Still haven't finished it. I can't lie, it just got a bit boring for me. Like. Marcy, why would you say that? I'm sorry, it's true. No, I quite liked it. Honestly, I personally think that it's better than Division. I can't get past episode four. I can't. Okay, that's on you. I, I literally, I tried so hard, Megan. I tried watching Captain America, like, and... Captain America wasn't as good. good as I thought it would be. It wasn't that good, Megan. Oh, it God, just wasn't. Such a hater. Thank you. I'm proud. That You shouldn't be proud. Hashtag... <laughs> <laughs> at least i do with chest shit okay good for you i guess yeah okay cool. right anyways the next trope is the sassy black woman trope yeah we've all seen this yeah uh, the most common i feel like yeah but this is a trope where black women are portrayed as loud sassy and ghetto and they always have like some sort of attitude problem yeah and we've seen this in like all the roles that tiffany haddish plays to be honest i feel like she's i'm not Okay, she is sassy, but I feel like she's more like mm. the ghetto, uneducated one. For sure. So I'll give her that. But, like, definitely, I, do, I know you haven't seen Girlfriends, but Maya from Girlfriends is definitely that. Like, it's just so apparent. Ruby from Blackish, I'd yep. say she's that as well. Basically, any TV show where it centers around a black family, if they have a sister, they're most likely the sassy, like, mm. one, because that's what I'm thinking now. And also, do you like ever notice that like majority of them are dark skin? All of them are dark skin. Mm-hmm. It's very telling. Very yeah, it's telling. True. Like in Fresh Prince, obviously you have the mum who was replaced with a uh, light bright. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> you have <laughs> Will's mum, who is kind of like portrayed as a sassy black woman, even though she's barely in the show at all. Like, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. The colorism really jumped out. Mm-hmm. With this um trope, like the problem is that it gives people like an opportunity to basically just mock black women, right. and that shit is it's not cute. Yeah, it's tired as well. Like, let's have a different MO. 
exactly like it makes people think like white people especially like you know that black women are like this like they're like this all the time when it's not and like like we're not like that all the time and also it just makes us uncomfortable like it's weird please stop yeah and it's really annoying seeing um it used for like comedic relief like Mm -hmm. white people want to be funny when they use aave they always embody that trope and it's just stop using people like black people as comedic relief because literally like a modern day minstrel show literally are we gonna tap dance next shit (laughs) fucking diving for the white man (laughs) no but it's just it's very weird because literally all black people not all black people all white people see us as is entertainment like a form of entertainment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true yeah and i remember how we were like talking about how like because of this trope like black women can't truly be themselves because you know yeah we want to like avoid being called sassy loud or like even angry by white people right and like we can't truly express ourselves because white people especially will always find a way to make like some sort of snarky comments and like link our personalities to like stereotypes about us it's really annoying especially like um with the angry black one i just don't let myself get angry so that i Mm. can't being portrayed as the angry black yeah. but it is frustrating especially when your feelings are valid yeah it's true it's true it's like when someone calls me loud like i get it like i'm a loud person but like what's the problem because a lot of caucasian out here a lot of caucasians out here are also loud yeah but they're branded as quirky whereas you're exactly. branded as like ghetto exactly what? like it's the double standards like they yeah. for them oh you know they're funny they're quirky but for me it's i'm ghetto ratchet and loud yeah it's not cool but anyway, your tropes are next. Okay, so one of the most prevalent ones within Black Males is the thug trope. And so this one is most often seen through like characters like The Wire or, I mean, I guess you kind of see it in Top Boy a little bit. Mm. But um, yeah, it's like the most stereotypical one. And um, yeah, the reason why this trope is like very, very annoying, but also really bad and like detrimental to how Black people are viewed as collectively is because... Um, tropes like this make it seem like black people are always involved in some like type of illicit behavior yeah or it just means that we're typecast or like branded as one certain thing especially black males mm-hmm. which sort of lends itself into the justice system where black people are three times more likely to be racially profiled and 10 times more likely to be stop and searched than their white counterparts which is very uncool mm. Mm. can't say i'm surprised to be honest yeah it's a very prevalent one but like things like that i feel like one of when when you have a trope that that is that is so prevalent, things like do rags, which um are often associated with black men, and because of yeah. this trope, do rags like are seen as like ghetto gang or, culture. Um, yeah, relate to job like to gang paraphernalia, which is just not okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then it just pushes forward the notions that like um things associated with blackness are also associated with criminality. Which is yeah, like, like they're inherently criminal, like our culture. Right is inherently bad and criminal mm-hmm. when it's obviously not of course okay. <laughs> the second <laughs> that is um pretty prevalent is the overbearing dad trope and now this one um i don't think it's an obvious trope it's not going to be yeah. as obvious as the sassy black woman or the thug one but it's more like the magical negro trope so like you have to look kind of hard to see it but um it's more obvious in shows like moesha with mr mitch and uncle phil from of course um fresh fruits of bella um uh and also i've been watching chicago fire recently and i noticed that um chief boland i think his name is boland chief boland is the stereotypical um overbearing dad black dad trope now this is one of those tropes that was made with like good intentions because Mm. it was made to counteract the um, absentee black father trope yeah but then it just kind of made 
a like a trope where um the black dad is like sort of overbearing and like always overly involved in their children's lives because of you know they really wanted to counteract that trope yeah um and so you kind of get someone who is like very misogynistic. So you can see it in the way that they treat their daughters, like the way that Uncle Phil treats Hillary and Ashley versus Compared. the way that he treats yeah. Carson and Will. And you can see it in the way that Moesha treats, um, uh, that Mr. Mitch tra- treats Moesha, which is very misogynistic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was made with good intentions, but it just showcases how stereotypes are always a bad thing. Yeah, like there's no such thing as positive stereotypes. Right. But I can I can understand the the need for that, but... Yeah, it, yeah. Does, it does kind of create. It kind of flopped. Stereotype. It did. It flopped. It flopped. <laughs> yeah. Was there another stereotype? Not a stereotype. Was there um, another trope you were going to mention? Not the most prevalent trope. It's not really a trope, but I thought you know, let's end on a positive note here. Of course. So, um, like, okay, with in terms of tropes being started to be like more positive or counteract negative tropes of black people you have yeah. tv shows like a different world who are doing it right um which is a spin-off of the cosby show but we won't mention that um <laughs> <laughs> you know, i'm probably be walk free megan i'm so pissed i'm pissed as well and the fact is that black people were celebrating on twitter what's going on it was so embarrassing it was so, so embarrassing, embarrassing. Mm. every single one that i saw i muted i literally Girl. like it was it's just the, all the old people it was a bit too making me think of that meme, like, mm, do I like black people? I can't mm, say that I do. I can't say that I do. <laughs> can't mm. say that I do. Mm. No, but it was, anyways, a different world, a different world. Let's let them on a positive um, trend. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was the first ever black TV show that showcased people on a black campus. And not only did it showcase black people on a college campus, it showcased black people in a predominantly black campus. Mm. So it was the first HBCU, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was called Hillcrest hillcrest college university something like that but it was a hbcu and after that show aired i think after the first season and it had like some like six if i'm not mistaken but it did really well um after that they saw an 87 percent increase in black um college applications and the hbcus really skyrocketed after that guys like so yeah good good representation yeah we need that honestly Mm -hmm. and that basically led to um black people well black women specifically being the most educated demographic in america specifically nigerians but okay um but yeah specific yeah but specifically black women being the most educated demographic (laughs) in america so you know specifically black women you know i'm just saying uh, just making it clear of course good for my black um african-americans my black americans my sisters there you go feel it for themselves no but also um like I want to know, did like a different world have a lot of like dark skin representation? Of course, it um it was set in the I think like nineties or like late eighties like that. So of course, yeah. all of the melanin in the show was given to the men, whereas um <laughs> all the women were light skinned But there was there were a couple um dark skinned people in there, and they weren't represented as badly. So I guess there's that. But yeah, you win some, you lose some. No, it's good enough, I guess. There we go. I mean, I guess for like the 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 nineties, it was good. Yeah. No, because I only ask because like obviously, like I've talked about colorism a few times on this podcast, and like it's like we all know that colorism has affected the representation that we see on screen today. Of course, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the times, like when shows call for like you know more diversity and cast black people, they always find a way to cast only light skinned people or like biracial people. Mm. and now that i'm thinking of it um the woman that was in a different world she was one of the main characters and um she related to another trope which is the 
rich black woman oh. but that's for a different day um that is we're gonna talk about black luxury that is like that is, that a is different, day. different day but she played grams from the vampire diaries if you know really? yeah she did she did now that oh. i'm thinking about it she did we love that we do love an intertextual link <laughs> but no i feel like the lack of like dark skin women in films and shows is low-key getting to me yeah it would of course, like I'm asking, like oh, begging for it. Where are all my hood niggas at? <laughs> Where are they? Like I just want to see more dark skinned black it's women. Every time I watch a Netflix show, you already know what's happening. Honestly, I feel like I don't know how to put it, but I feel like when there are like people always ask us, like people always like, oh, you, I mean, you should be grateful that you know there is this dark skinned man in like this show. But it's like, right. yeah, dark skinned men are represent are represented. Yeah, they are very like often yeah. Things when it comes to, you know, black men being represented on TV, but, like, we're talking about specifically dark-skinned black women. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the misconception or, like, the misnomer that um, when you have dark-skinned people on TV, that that is somehow good representation. It's not good representation if we're mm. always going to be portrayed as... I In a know, negative light. Exactly. Yeah, it's, or even just the same trope, if it's, like, always, like, the... Well, I've seen this one recently, but it's, like the very independent hard-working black woman she's always dancing she can't get a man because her work gets in the way like it's very like you know people that are afraid of feminism they just love mm. pushing forward that trope um, and pushing it onto dark-skinned women which is just yeah. not true and it links with the whole like strong black woman stereotype like she right. can handle anything that's what it derives from yeah she can but handle yeah. anything but she can't keep a man like that is <laughs> i'm sorry bt but stop pushing forward that movie idea we've seen it before oh my god what movie are you talking about there's this one on Netflix, right? And I watched it. You know, it was kind of good, but oh, no. um, it had what's his name? The guy from Power, James St. Patrick. Um, it had him in it. Um, and it was it was actually kind of a good movie, but it did have, it did just have that trope in it. Oh. But it had Tika Sumter as well, who I love. I thought you were gonna like say a Tyler Perry movie because he always loves to see black women in pain. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But um, yeah, it was. It was a it was a good movie though. I'd recommend that you watch it. But there's a lot of tropes in it to be found. Amber Riley was in it too. Now that I think about it, oh, I might watch it then because I do yeah. like her. It's a good cast. <laughs> but yeah, we have seen like the effects of colorism in shows like oh, Chini and Georgia. Oh god, oh, god. And the recent um, Gossip Girl reboots, and also Lin Manuel's recent musical In the Heights. Oof, scandals. Let me tell you Scandala. that. No, but none of these. None of these shows and like movies have dark skinned main characters, and that's a problem. It's an issue. When is it going to end? But yeah, what was I saying? Gossip Girl reboot. Oh, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, I did. You watch the first episode? Yeah, I did. It was good. It was lovely. I loved it. I actually quite liked it. I'm seeing a lot of mixed reviews though. Yeah, I know. I think it's good. You know what though? I mm, okay. I have a problem, but also I have a problem with what the white people are saying about it. Ugh. <laughs> it's always them i'm kidding <laughs> guys we love you hashtag we love all of our caucasians of course of course we do um no but out of like all of the black girls they casted of course not one of them not one of them is dark skin and i'm pissed it's true like they could have made all of them dark skin or at like, least right two. all of these rich people i know they get tanning in the bahamas or something exactly. it's like even catch a tan just let like a mixed race girl catch a tan so we can have something shit exactly Give us yeah. a, like, come on, give us something, please. Give us a crumb or something. <laughs> a crumb, please. <laughs> I kind of get it to an extent, but then it's... No! Like... <laughs> Matthew, not you defending them. No, no, not no, you no, no. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I kind of get it to an extent. I was like, 
like I don't know the purpose of having dark skinned people on a show where like they're bright and stuff like the only way the only like conceivable way that I could see them putting dark skinned people on a show with all those brighty rich kids is having like one of them be a brighty rich kid and I kind of just don't want to see that but I do get it but I do though because it's like I feel like there are so many shows out there with dark skinned women playing like all of these stereotypical tropes and I just want to see them be like the mean girl for once yeah that's true you know same same but yeah like they always just get like if they do get black girls in these like tv shows they always get black girls with the proximity to whiteness like the, yeah the, the, the most girls. acceptable yeah mm-hmm. with 3c hair though yeah exactly you know not 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 too black but you know mm-hmm. exotic enough it's true it's true but the yeah. they passed the brown paper bag test exactly they'd be working in the that. house yeah they'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd be the house slaves mm, true they said all you dark niggas to the back <laughs> or all you dark niggas on the fields. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's, it's kind of sad. It is. But the the white people's reception towards um even these like mixed race people, these light skinned people mm. playing these roles, ugh, still not good. Yeah, it's true. But like, I honestly like as much as I hated the fact that there were no dark skinned girls on the show, I did enjoy the show, and I am rooting for that um what's it called that mean black girl. I think her name's May. I don't know why, but I really think that she's a lesbian. Really? Yeah, I don't know. She's giving me lesbian vibes. I feel like she is. Maybe I'm just into her. Wow. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Mm. I mean, she is paying, I won't lie. She's lying, she's lying, yeah. And I do love, like, an evil villain. I do. Of course you do. Maybe it's the enemies to love a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what you really want. Mm. Subconsciously, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Since the episode, like, got released and stuff, all the mm. Caucasians were hating on her. And, like, I just didn't like it. It gave me very Same. much anti-black vibes. But the thing was, for me, it's like, have you not seen the original Gossip Girl? Because exactly. that show was cringy as fuck, and there was a lot of exactly. overacting. So with any Mean Girl trope, like, she was overacting, and, like, she she was good. Like, the plan was good. I can't lie. I was watching that show. Like, mm. okay, come on, evil genius. Smart gyal. I was like, you know what? Good for you. I love the execution. No, but yeah, like they were just saying how she was like doing too much and how she needs to calm down, and that sounded very much like a that is a microaggression. Yeah, it is so what? fucking patronizing. Sure, mm. she's doing too heard... much. And she needs to calm down. Have you ever seen a villain? Come on, her whole purpose is for her to do too much. Yeah, it's true. It's but true. also, they were like trying to say that oh, how like the episode, like not even the episode. They were trying to say how the like the whole like aura of the show like the vibe and like the outfits apparently wasn't giving classy excuse like, me what are you talking about I-, I did actually quite like it i feel like there's a lot i of- liked it a lot of hate on this um new gossip girl like but i actually did quite like it i like the fact that we're not scrambling around thinking of like who gossip girl was because i'm I- mm. the first time but i don't think i have the energy to do it now yeah, I'm not rooting for the teachers, though. I really don't like them. Yeah, but... I mean, are these really the, the the guy that literally stood outside a window and took pictures of minors? Um, yeah. Him? Am I supposed to root for that guy? Come on now. Exactly. Lock him up ASAP, please. <laughs> Throw the key. Some R. Kelly shit. Shit. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Very sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think someone made the comment of, like, it doesn't look like they have, like, old money and, like, strict families. And I, it was just dumb because, like, only one episode has been released. Like, of course we don't know about their family. Mm. And, like, the whole old money point is very dumb because they're still wealthy. Like, what do you mean about old money? Like, colonizer money. What's going on? Yeah, Megan. Um, uh, we know these people are like brokes and um, they're mixed race, but come on now, old money. Exactly. You think that these mixed race people are <laughs> dumping in old money. <laughs> exactly. 
Damn, they won the opposite weird. end of that scale, I'll tell you that. Mm. Tell you that for free, mate. Mm. Let's use our brains. Amen. Amen to that. Um, I don't think these people have any brains. They do not have any critical thinking skills. It's true, it's true. But I just think people just need to stop complaining and being low-key racist. Low-key, there's nothing low-key about it. My These must have old money. I haven't heard that in a while. Exactly. They oh. just want white characters. That's it. It's true, it's true. The show is an accurate representation of all of the, like, wealthy, rich kids in New York. So what yeah, more do they for, want? For a pilot, it was pretty, like, it was pretty good. I'd watch the second episode and I will. For sure, it's good. I like mm-hmm. it. Same here. But yeah. Moving on to our favourite show of the year, Ginny and Georgia. The show that did literally almost nothing right. <laughs> And I don't like giving harsh critiques, especially on a show that was Please do. But <sighs> Lord. I don't I can't even tell you like what happened. I only remember bits of it. Same. Someone literally asked me to explain what the show was about and I was stumbling and stuttering. <laughs> I would not be able to tell you, please. Yeah, I was like, yeah, um, yeah, Georgia, Virginia, mm. Austin. Sometimes America, the husbands. States, yeah. Mm-hmm. Motorbike yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Basically it white guy who everyone thinks is hot but he's not uh, he was on home and away was so he so random but i was like the young guy yeah because he's australian oh okay. yeah i was like damn you look for me and then i remembered like seeing my like my dad watches it religiously <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like i know i can see that was the accent from somewhere come on Purr, hashtag australian mm-hmm. guy we love we love okay yeah but for Down a show that did virtually nothing right i think that they did have some very nuanced thoughts on the model minority myth which yeah come on now like the portrayal i think people took it a little bit too literally which i don't like when people do that with tv shows like i think it was very obvious that hunter was supposed to like not be the perfect guy but like portrayed as someone who thinks he's the perfect guy and everyone thinks he's the perfect guy but he really isn't you know what i mean and then some like really obvious microaggressions in there like so I feel like people just didn't get the irony of the show, which is why it got so many bad reviews. But when yeah. I watched it, I thought this is a lot better than people were saying it was. With that yeah. like one clip that was circulating on Twitter with, oh! um, <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but the Asian guy and the mixed race girl. What was that scene? Oh my God. It was, was like, it? people were really hating on it, but I think it was ironic. And I think if you like watch it, knowing that it's ironic, which I feel like it obvious, very obviously is, how can you say to someone, Oh, like fried chicken and like it's so bait it yeah like, no nah, but you know what when i first saw that scene on twitter i was like no nah, this definitely like has had to have been yeah. written by white people apparently not i feel like apparently it's either like you watch it as an snl skit or like you think that they're being literal like yeah you just true. need to like when you see it out of context because i saw it first and i was like what the fuck is that yeah. i was like okay fine i need to <laughs> I watch like, this no. tv show because there is no way that someone could make a tv show like this in 2021 and like and not have crazy amount of backlash and I watched it and it made sense. So I'll give that. That is true. No, yeah. Like it made sense like when you watch like the entire thing. Yeah, you, it's true. You do need to like get the basis of the characters to understand the whole point. But yeah, um, yeah I was also very tired of the whole I'm sorry, but the whole I know what you're gonna say. Too white for the too white for the <laughs> black kids and too black for the white. Like we've all had a Drake song, we get it. Sure. I hate that they went for that approach, especially Same. because like at the very beginning, like, in the early episodes, the dark-skinned black girl literally invited Ginny to be friends with her. And she said no. Same. But this is what I'm saying. I think I think it needs, like, you need to watch it with irony because it's one of those TV shows that you might need to watch twice because 
the whole thing of when the, the dark skin girl like comes up to her and is like, oh, like we should be friends, blah blah. blah. She's like, yeah, whatever. Like mm. we should, and then she ignores her to hang out with those people that are literally a bunch of microaggressors. Mm-hmm. And then she straightens her hair, which I think was like a very pivotal point. Yeah, that's around about when she straightens her hair, and then when it all falls out with them, she she gets her hair, it reverts back to the curls, three C loose curls. Yeah, um, and she hangs out with that black girl. I feel it's like, like her journey. Yeah, like I, I think blackness. it's one of those shows maybe you need to watch twice, but it did have some very like nuanced points, and I think people didn't catch it because they were like so busy being like, "What the fuck am I watching?" It's co- sort of like when you watch a Glee, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is a mess." But you like Glee is so obviously a satire that when you watch yeah. Jimmy and George, you're like, "This is not a satire, but it could be ironic." And you need to watch it with that lens. That was that was me at first. Though. I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, I feel like you need to watch it with a lens of irony, or otherwise you're just not gonna get it. This sounds so pretentious, though. But yeah, no. Listen, you're a film student. Per oh. sound pretentious, it's fine. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm not the chosen demographic. See, if I was a skinny white boy, now that would be an issue. But I'm not, so it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I don't get away with up. it. Yeah, that's all right. No, but one scene that had me cackling was when, like, I can't remember his name, Hunter, I think, her first boyfriend. <laughs> he was like. A good morning. What was it like? Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. <laughs> I was cackling. Like, it was so bad. You know, it was so funny. Because as soon as I saw that scene, yeah, it was like a Friday, like a Friday afternoon after that. And I was on no Snapchat way. looking for that stupid dog filter and they didn't have it. But I was about to send you that video. No, because if you did, no, if they had that you. filter, I would have sent it. You I would have blocked you. Thank you. And I it would have been the right move. No, because I literally, I had to turn off my phone. I was like, no, I can't be watching this anymore. I literally, you know, like, sometimes they got, like, you know when writers get things so right sometimes, like, I do feel like, I was watching the show at one point, and I thought, yeah, this is a conversation that I would have with my friends. So mm. whoever did the right, and then it was like, the next fucking scene, that Happy Friday scene, and I said, oh my god, what kind <laughs> of millennial degenerate did they put on the writing of this TV show? Like, it was such bullshit, and I was like, yeah, I take back everything that I just said. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. It was such bad writing. Like some of it was like so on point and good and ironic and you know, but it was like you know what it was after watching Grand Army, like just seeing that was just so like I love Grand Army. So lackluster it was. Yeah. yeah. It's like you go from watching such a good show to yeah. watching such a shit show. I don't think it's so holistically bad. I just think that there was just points you know when you like do your work and you just don't read over it and you're like, oh shit, like that makes literally a bit funky. And, like, the next, you're writing some analytical philosophy. Like, some of it was just so good, and then the rest was just bullshit. I can't lie. Honestly, yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie. If there is a season two, I will be watching. Of course, I'll watch it. I can't lie. I watched Ginny and Georgia in one day. Oh. I yeah, mean, I'm not going to lie. It took me quite a while, but did Ooh. it? Or am I thinking of something else? I feel like it was an easy watch. Yeah, it was all right. It was too, like, cringy at like, was, some parts. But I can't lie, that poem that she did, even though it was the whole Drake routine, it was yeah. good. The it was a good was poem. It was it a was great a good... poem. I thought, wow. Yeah. And she deserved that little scholarship, but hey, the racist teacher yeah. and whatnot. True that. Also, Rest. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on this very, very quickly just because Go on. I waste so much time talking about Janine George, but um the like speaking of like writing of TV shows that is just done really well. The TV mm. show This Is Us, I know you haven't seen it, but just oh, the cutest show ever. When I've I seen a few about, episodes, it's actually quite good. It is, it's a cute show, right? Um, but like when I talk about good writing and when we talk about diversity within media, mm. like people often forget about like people that are behind the scenes, so like yeah. writing, set, 
um production ex like um product like execution basically yeah and executive producers right and the writing of the show this is us is just so good and that's when you can tell that they have diversity behind the scenes as well because like it's basically like you have a family with a black boy if you haven't seen it and with a black boy who's adopted by a white family right and it somehow manages to like just showcase like raw conversations that black people talk about it doesn't feel forced it just feels like very very natural and you sort of get like this linear growth of randall who is the black boy that was adopted by a white family and it just never like it never tries to make you feel like one he's out of place but it does but i don't know i don't have to explain it but it's just such like a beautiful portrayal of the struggle of someone who's adopted by a white family but it doesn't make you angry at the white family if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like everything is very justifiable and it's easy to see like different sides to it so i just think that that has great writing as well i'm definitely gonna go watch that now i think you should it's a very cute show and it's an easy watch adding on to like what you were saying like when we do talk about like representation of black people like we also need to think about like representation of black people like in the film industry like all around of course like i remember i was was actually telling you like i joined this um drama conference and I think this woman who, like, she worked with the crew on Crazy Rich Asians. And she said something like, she said, no stories about us without us. Of course. And honestly, like, that quote has, like, stuck with me. Like, it's so important because we genuinely do need more Black people behind the scenes who know how to write stories, you know, about the Black experience. And also, like, just because, like, we need, there are a lot of, like, aspiring black filmmakers out there who won't get the same opportunities as their you know white counterparts because of of how racist hollywood is and you know they're worth fighting for as well yeah speak again i'm tired of white people telling our stories for us Mm -hmm, because it's because i feel like when they do that they always like find a way to link it to like the trauma we've been through i swear to god white directors have a serious trauma porn problem (laughs) it's a problem no because like it's so weird every single time like you will see like a movie or a show that like features a black cast like every time it's announced it's always something related to the oppression we face or like our trauma and it's so frustrating them basically literally Mm. oh my god i cannot oh first of all that show was a complete ripoff off of jordan peele's us Oh, was it? It was like, I've seen, I haven't, I've only seen like one episode, thank God. But like, there are way too many similarities. Ah. It's very, mm, I like, let's just say like, after, I said I wasn't going to watch it, but like everyone was talking about it on Twitter. So, you know, I went to go watch like one episode and it was very weird and traumatizing. Of course. I'm still not going to watch it. Yeah. You don't, honestly don't. It's not worth it. Don't put yourself through that. I Hashtag protect black people. Hashtag protect black women. Period. No, but like, like I told you, like I literally had a dream. Like as soon as I watched it, when I went to sleep, and bruv, when else are you gonna have dreams? What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Bitch, that's not called a dream. It's called a nightmare. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally, I literally had a nightmare. Like when I finished watching it, that I got lynched by a group of white men. Oh my! I'm God. not kidding. That shit's wild. Very much so. It's and just bringing. It's just bringing up that dream that I had last night. Oh my god! No, please. <laughs> you have to explain to them now. Oh yeah, I obviously England lost yesterday. Oh, sad times. Yeah, we're still mourning that. I love you, Saka. I love you. We Shaka. love him. Um, 
I had a dream that I was on the bus and we were en route to Wembley, you know, to watch the England match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on a bus with this guy, right? And he had his son with him and his son reached out to touch my hair and I literally somersaulted to the front of the bus. <laughs> so it's like I could just feel the racial aggression building and I just oh, slept and woke up this morning and I said, yep, sounds about right. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? These Caucasians are like, they've never seen an Afro in their life. That's true, but it was just so like disconcerting. I don't think I've ever had anyone reach out to touch my hair, you know? I'm not even going to talk about the time that I did, that oh, someone did do that to me. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what was I saying? Right, my nightmare. So, yeah, I had a nightmare that I got lynched by a group of white men. And it was literally the universe's way of telling me to stop watching that show. And I did. Thank you. Just, I was not going to put myself through that. Mm, yeah, trauma porn, let's not. Exactly. And, like, I heard um, that in, like, trigger warning, by the way, in episode Good. seven, like, the black woman gets raped and they kill her baby by, like, swinging it in a bag. <gasps> like, no joke. Who the fuck wants to watch that? Exactly. Like, I don't understand what white people, like, what white directors don't understand. Mm. We don't want to see that shit. This is not for black people, though. This is Exactly. And you know what? That's the thing, though, because a lot of these, like, white directors always say, yeah, but, like, you know, we're educating, like, people, but why are you educating white people at the expense of black people? Yeah. It's just so frustrating to watch. Exactly. why I don't watch it. It's true. But also, it's just like they're saying that they're educating, but I don't think it's working because it's not. Like, there I, are books out there. Read a book. It's true. Like Google something. Done exactly. <laughs> but I just remember when Get Out first came out, oh, and yeah. obviously it was um, Jordan Peele's first ever movie. So you know, people were really excited to see it because he's a comedian. You know, Wait, was it was actually yeah. Oh my god, he did so well. He's only for got himself. two movies. He's got Get Out and Us. <clears throat> but so it was his first ever movie. It was coming out, and everybody loves the cast, of course. So you know, they want to see it. He's a kind of hilarious, so they were like, okay, I don't know how this is going to look, but let's try anyways. And mm. it was catered towards black people, and but yeah. like, white people were like, white people going to watch it as well, like it had a good demographic, right? And so it comes out and people are like, oh yeah, that was like a crazy horror film, but then it like low-key got like people, white people's reception towards it, thought it was a comedy. Like mm, it got yeah. nominated as a part of the comedy um, show, and I just thought, whoa, who is Weird. watching that and thinking that this is comedic really? Right! Damn, like, is Black Pain really that funny? I don't think so. To them, it is, though. That shit was so wild when I read it. Can't believe it. But the way, like, Black people took Get Out compared to the way white people took Get Out was completely different. Very telling, though. Very much so. I don't know. To me, it just showed how, like, white people are very, like, sheltered mm-hmm. when it comes to racial issues and racism in general. It's true. But I feel like, I mean, you can't be white and not have learned something from that shit because... Mm. There were like there was very obvious uh microaggressions in that that I feel like white people would have been watching me like oh shit I've done that before like yeah. I feel like they must have learned something from it so they must have mm-hmm. but more more directors like Jordan Peele and uh, Barry Jenkins I love Barry Jenkins we oh do my God. we love I still haven't seen Moonlight but Matty get to it If Bill Street could talk was so beautiful I still haven't seen that I'm not gonna lie though I've seen and it, it has like some of, of the best like the, the the instrumental everything about it the vibe was just beautiful the soundtrack everything mm-hmm. about like his movies the soundtrack the color palettes right? everything it's just so pretty it is the cinematography it's amazing gorgeous the mise en scène amazing yeah we owe it all to barry jenkins the Mm -hmm. one and only doing it for us black people i love that idea and a shout out to spike lee too i love him as well the original he's so cute 
Oh, he is. You know, he kind of looks like a mouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? How did you even come up with that? He just kind of like, just the way that his face is built. I can see. I'm not even going to lie. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. Like, he kind of reminds me of Phineas from, like, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, he's so cute. He's so short as well. I love it. Like a little Dorito, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we need, we want more black filmmakers and more, more black movies about like, you know, I don't know, black fairies living in a cottage or something. Yeah, come on, give us different aesthetics. Exactly. Like, I want to see a coming of age movie with a black friend group just living their life, being happy. Uh huh. Give us a black indie movie. Like, come on now. Let's have some versatility. All the trauma porn. It's really exhausting. Exactly. Say no to trauma porn. <laughs> like, I honestly, and it's weird as well because I just I don't like the idea of white people profiting off of our trauma and oppression. Right. It just it suddenly brings to mind Sean King, but let's move it for <laughs> Mr. Tarkamex himself. <laughs> Ooh, that man. So will, he will pay for his crimes against he the black will. community. He will never see the pearly gates. Never. The ancestors will deal with him immediately. Immediately. Oh no, but it's just oh my god, he's so funny, but he's not at the same time because that man is literally profiting off of. I really thought he was like him. I really same. Same. He's got that logic syndrome. We were all fooled. Yeah, it's true. Bamboozled, hoodwinked. (laughs) I can't believe a white man has done this to us. Oh my god, (laughs) it's just happening all over again. Fucking (laughs) I feel disgusted. <laughs> it's too much for my black self to handle. No, but also on the like topic of like, you know, wanting more black people behind the scenes. I remember like a girl saying something about like how with Hamilton, like there are, there's like no black musical directors, which is weird because a lot of the music that they use is like, is, like hip hop and R&B, which comes from black culture. Very strange very strange like Lin-Manuel this man is responsible for too many wrong things in our society what's going on crimes against him he needs to be locked up we need to throw away the key immediately amen don't get me wrong I'm not gonna lie like as as much as that man oh, he gives me the creeps he scares me so much <laughs> as much as he gives me nightmares Hamilton the soundtrack I'm not gonna lie banged I still haven't seen it now see, get to it. Come on. Uh, I really don't think I'll see it, Megan. I just, I don't, I can't be asked. <laughs> you I know, know what? There's a lot of hype, but I just won't. You know, um, okay. I'll let it slide because I don't know. I don't like the idea of black people playing slave owners. Yeah, that's weird. It's very weird, but you know, hey, the soundtrack still banged. I'll give it that. I appreciate that it did. It had good reception. Yeah, and also with them, um, what's it called, In the Heights. We still haven't seen that either. But I ooh. feel like I'm gonna watch In the Heights. I can't yeah, remember. no, we're gonna watch it for sure. We have to. My brother watched it. He said it was good. Really? Yeah. And yeah, he I think it's gonna be good. About like musicals, and I was like, okay, damn, shit, I'll watch it then. <laughs> but like so far, we've heard like a lot of criticisms from like oh, Afro Latinx people saying how the music is colorist and left out black people. Hundred percent. How can you have an an area that is like predominantly Afro Latino and mm. there's no showcasing of at all? That's erasure. Exactly. Black people had every right to be mad, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially people that live in Washington Heights. Imagine exactly. watching that being like, damn, where's the darkies like... at? Right? They literally <laughs> said all the darkies to the back. <laughs> damn, when will it be enough? That's true. 
No, but I, I remember, I think um, I sent you the video on Twitter or something, but there was an interviewer, like this black woman, and she asked, I think he was the director, I don't know, but he worked on In the Heights. And like, she asked like, what, what are your thoughts on the lack of Afro-Latinx and dark-skinned people like in the musical? And he said something like, oh, you know, it was something we needed to be educated about. Huh? Excuse me, what? How? Come on now, the, people need to stop. Non-black people need to stop using this excuse when we when we're asking for simple representation of black people on screen. <laughs> I'm educate myself. Yeah, I'm quite tired of that one. Honestly, we're all learning. You know, it's a learning ah, process. I hate that phrase. We're all growing we're listening and learning. We are listening Bitch, and you're learning. fucking 35 years old with a mortgage and three kids. You've learned. You're grown. <laughs> I want to hear your excuses. It's so tiring. Like, what do you mean? You have a college degree, a university degree. Like, what do you need to be educated on? You're 200k in debt and what? You're not educated? Embarrassing. I'm ashamed. Your parents are ashamed. Damn. Grandma's probably rolling in her grave. Mm-hmm. All of that debt for none. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's so weird. Like, what's, like, what do you need to be educated on about, like, putting black people in a film about their own community? Yeah, that's so wild. Like, if you, I feel like, I don't know if they shot on location, but I imagine that they would have, like, some essence of verisimilitude, but... Like, when they were shooting, did they not see black people? And they were like, oh, yeah, ours is looking a bit, I don't know, less saturated, maybe. It's very odd. They definitely did it on purpose. We know it. They just yeah, can't to it. For sure. And he said something, like, very snarky. Like, he was like, oh, like, did you not see the black people in the background? Yeah, the, the dancers in the back, yeah. <laughs> my guy said, you know, be grateful you niggas are in the back. <laughs> yeah, put the back of the bus. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> like how is he saying yeah you know you should basically be grateful that you you're like you have a it's very weird like this entire situation was done on purpose they purposely chose light-skinned latinx people Mm -hmm. to play the leads yeah there's something like i just feel like even the fact that i'm not saying that a lot of people don't know that they're afro latinos but i feel like Mm. a lot of people just think of latino people and think yeah i don't know like Colombian, someone that looks like Lin Manuel Miranda, basically. yeah. And I feel like Afro Latinos don't really don't get enough um recognition because I'm For not sure. gonna lie. Until like about two years ago, I hadn't even heard the term Afro Latino. No, same. I'm not even gonna lie. Same here. Mm. It's also because people like like separate the two. Like they think that Afro Latinx people and Latinx people are different when you know they're both they both are still you know Latino. Exactly. It's not right. Exactly. And I do think, like, you know, I'll give it to them. The musical looks good, but there's a huge colorism problem that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's true. And, like, I remember, like, one of the actors, like, she was saying, like, oh, yeah, there were Afro Latinx people at the auditions, but, you know, the best people got picked for the role. <gasps> Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Darky's not good enough. Shit. What were they using to test that? The brown right. paper bag test? Mm-hmm. You know, they got the paper bag. Oh, damn. That was because everyone was saying how her character did, was bland. Did she think that that made it better or what? She made she literally dug herself a hole. Yeah, I'm sorry. Six feet we, under. She will pay for her crimes as well. <laughs> there are a lot of people on my list now that I need to fight. A lot of them. <laughs> In your little death book. Oh my gosh, should I actually make one? Yes. I think <laughs> That's I manifest. <laughs> when I learn how to hex people. Hmm. Julie Pleck, don't worry, I'm coming for you first. Yeah, JK Rowling too. No, but it was just we all know that there was a lot of like dark skinned Afro Latinx people who would have been perfect for the roles, oh, but no, they no, didn't no. pick them because of colorism. There's nothing more to it. Exactly. I was also gonna mention how like 
you know how we just you know we were talking about you know more black people behind the scenes whatever whatever mm. a lot of people a lot of white people specifically they love to say that when like black people are like you know at this point begging <laughs> for more diversity like on and behind the scenes behind the screens jesus um they always like to call it like oh it's forced diversity but i don't like that because it's like you just you saying that you're making it seem like white people are automatically the default yeah but also I, yeah i know what you mean and also i just think it reinforces the idea that like white people are the best ones for the job and like mm. what's that means that the only reason that they get these jobs is because they're looking to fill a diverse quota, which is like exactly the same thing that people say about affidavits no yeah i agree i feel like like don't get me wrong there are a lot of like hollywood is very performative but at the same time like when we have like when we're asking for a majority black cast or we're asking for more black people in a tv show it's not because of false diversity it's because we want to see positive representation of black people Mm -hmm. you know like i do understand that you know sometimes hollywood like they only want diversity to make it seem like they're progressive it's true but you know at the same time like i don't really care at this point i just want more i want to see more black people on my tv it's true and like i feel like um this whole like forced diversity thing is also the same as like people you know when tv shows just do the whole like fake work thing mm. like they'll have like two characters that are like oh yes we're fighting for injustice and whatever like basically and they're CW. liberals yeah we're we're <laughs> They're fighting for diversity, but really it's because, like, they're not wearing bras. And that is, like, really? the height of feminism, you know? Free the nip is white free feminism. Free the nip. Hashtag free the nip, yeah. Hashtag... Of... Oh, what do you mean yeah. about... What do you mean gossip girl? Do you mean gossip woman? <laughs> I do think that was, like, stupid, though. But that's something I'd say ironically, so... You should be ashamed yeah. of yourself. No, it, it was still funny. It mm. was still funny. I Sorry, I giggled. <laughs> I, I kikied. I kikied. I laughed. I giggled. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's all i have to say on that Mm -hmm. right this is this is completely off topic but you know we have talked about it before (laughs) and i just wanted to mention it on here like i want to ask what do you think about the whole like pro-black discourse that's been going on it's so like, if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's basically like people have been saying that, like, as a black person, if you date non-black people, then you are not pro-black. Very like clear-cut statement. Yeah. Yep. Um, very dicey t- subject. So I'm gonna watch how I approach it, but I'm also just gonna be like, very like, Equal like let's not do the kumbaya shit. Let's just tash shit. Um, I'm not ready to get dragged by Saka. Like, um, <laughs> you've got to stop. It's too early. For is, it too early? is it too no, early? Is it too early? Yeah. I love it's it. It's been 24 hours, man. Let's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Not quite ready to get dragged by Saka, but um, yeah, I do. Like, ultimately, I do sort of agree. Like, being pro-black basically just means being black in every single aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you can't say that you're black in like your dating life, then can you really say that you're pro-black? I don't know. You want to know my thoughts? Yeah, let's hear it. Right. <laughs> I, you know me, I'm like a, I am that kumbaya person, like love who you want to love type person. You know what, Mercy? <laughs> Have you got a problem with me? I mean, I will ever. You're going to be added on to carry on, carry people on, carry on, I need to fight. On. No, but like, I do understand your point. It's like, how can you claim to be pro-black in every aspect of your life, but not include your relationship? Yep. You know, but I feel like the whole pro-black conversation has lacked so much nuance. Yeah, so much. Yeah, and it's like, 
it's like the it's from the perspective of like just black cishet men mm-hmm. and like they just keep forgetting other black identities and i just don't like that yeah it's original yeah and to me personally like i just think it's a dumb take only because like first of all the reason that people believe this whole like oh you can't be pro-black if you get outside your race is because yeah. they say that they want to like preserve the black nuclear black family, family. Mm-hmm. yeah which I think is just, it's like, it's stupid for so many reasons because yeah, one, true. like, black women aren't reproductive machines for, for black men. Yeah, it's breeding misogyny, yes. Exactly. And two, it also leaves out, like, black LGBT people because obviously they can't have a nuclear family. Yeah. Because the definition of a nuclear family is two heterosexual couples with their biological children. It's like weird, like, gross. It, I'm sorry, this might be a bit far, but it reminds me of, like, <laughs> it reminds me of, like, Hitler regimes and shit like this is what the family honestly like, a blonde woman with w- wide childbearing hips yeah <laughs> it's weird that's literally what it is though it's literally mm. it's people just using like white supremacist talking points and like hiding it under the guise of pro-blackness it's true and I do feel like a lot of this whole um pro-black discourse comes from hoteps which is just very much so <sighs> the most stupid like point ever and it's like I, I do get it to an extent but then what mm. I'm saying is, okay, fair enough. I still stand by my statement. I don't think that you can be pro-black and date outside of your race unless unless the mm. person that you're dating is also pro-black. Because there are black people that aren't pro-black. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. We for should sure. we should, you know, we should talk about that. So it doesn't have to be like solely black, but I feel like I just don't know any non-black people that are pro-black. And so that's I just what I'm saying. Be, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then yeah. I also do see it as a point of like Hotep saying, yeah, you can't be pro-black if you date outside your race. But then it's also like, isn't it black men are the largest like ethnic um, group to date outside of their own race? And exactly. It's, just like, it's a bit, it's a bit much coming from you, really. Mm, very, very hypocritical. Yeah. And like, I understand like what you mean. Like I, for me, like being pro-black is like you wanting and you doing everything you can to fight for the liberation of black people. Like Amen. you not being, period. Like mis- you not being misogynistic, transphobic, etc. Yeah, that's my definition. And well. there are a lot of black men out there who claim to be pro-black, but they're misogynistic, transphobic. And you know, the list goes on. Hoteps. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But then like at the same time, like I get what you mean. Like I don't really think non-black people can be pro-black yeah do i don't think, think so? so there's no anti-blackness is so prevalent in our society i don't think they can be but then i think you saying that um anti-blackness is so um prevalent in our society and saying that you don't really think that someone who's not black can be pro-black there's yeah. anti-blackness in every single community even our yeah. own and we were just talking about colorism so by that standard are black people even really pro-black i don't know my statement literally contradicts itself I it know. does kind of Oh, I mean, it's, it's just more of like a know. talking point. It's something that, yeah, you need to think about a lot. Because mm. I remember us having this conversation, like, I don't know, it must have been like three, four months ago. Yeah. And I had a very solid stance on it, but now I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not really sure. I do think, okay, I, I, I'm not going to rescind my statement, but I think you can be pro-black and date outside of your race as long as the person that you are dating is also pro-black. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Let's like, not... at least anti-racist. Yeah, no. Mm. Okay, no, no like, we want more. We want more. Why pro am I black is not less? the same as anti-racist, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. I there get we you. go. We're for the liberation of all black people. Period. Let's highlight all black people. Thank you. All black identities. Men. I do you know what also I I do think that in a way it's just the reason why I'm like for like against the statement that you can't be pro-black and date outside of your race is because I feel like it's a way for people to police everything that black women do. And you know me, I don't like yeah. that. 
Yeah, it's true. So I just feel like, because like, sometimes like I would see like, you know, on like TikTok, sometimes I see, um, like when I see like black men date white men, like people are always saying, oh my God, Dr. Uma would be so mad. Like not you dating a colonizer. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's a joke. It's a bit of banter sometimes. Yeah, it sometimes it goes too far. Yeah, I see. I mean, I know what you mean, but I remember on Twitter, like this very like um, viral thread. Oh, I can, see, I can hear the police car. Purr. I'm so sorry. These are my ends, and it's just a lot of It's fine. Right it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Listen, guys, if you hear background noise, just ignore it. So. Damn, it's just still going. Anyways, okay. So I remember this very like viral Twitter thread, and there was this black woman, gorgeous, and she posted a picture with her boyfriend. He was also gorgeous, and he was white, and just the like the comments underneath were like, "Go get your beautiful black man," and it was just like a bunch mm, of like so hotels in the comments, and about half of them about half of them had white baby mamas and it was just like really mm. so i do feel like it is something that um polices black women and i can't lie when i heard it i did feel like it was like an indirect and i know they say like if you think it's an indirect you're taking it personal but i do feel like it was an indirect towards black women it was it is definitely for sure mm. i think it's weird i don't know I'm still like that kumbaya person. Love who you want to love, guys. Yeah, but I I feel like let's just have a very honest conversation. Like some people just yeah. want to be like, oh yeah, but love is love, and of course love is love, but black love is black love. Period. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. Though one thing, <clears throat> Jesus, one thing I am against is black women who date below average looking white men. I mean, it's always gonna happen though. No, it is. No, it is. No, but like, okay, what I'm thinking of is how, like, often, how often do you see a woman who is less than, like, average, like, less than averagely attractive with a very attractive guy? I just feel like men are always punching. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like you can be funny or whatever, but you can also be like the most mediocre white man and have like a beautiful woman right next to you, whether they're white or not. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like men are always going to be punching, so. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, it, I just feel like a different type of pain every single time. I see... You know what it is? <laughs> you know what it is, though? It's like, what? when I see it, I just think, damn, you've taken two hours, a white man, and he's unattractive. You are going to hell. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, really? I'm tired of seeing my black queens date ugly looking white men the most mediocre white men it's not like, even like the it's just like the mediocre ones like mm. these guys look like maroon five rejects and nobody <laughs> knows what maroon five look like they're just mediocre white men do you know what i mean giving me very and much like, b-tech one direction you've got someone that looks like Ryan destiny and then it's just like maroon five and it's oh, it hurts it hurts it does like it at least me. make sure he looks like chris evans or something yeah, I mean, at the very least, Chet Hanks. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not joking, though. Yeah. I'm actually about to put you on blast right now. I'm sorry, no, no, Guys, no. she's Don't obsessed with Chet me. Hanks. I'm not obsessed with Chet yes, Hanks. I are. just think he's very good-looking, and people need to stop he's lying that he's good-looking, because, he's yeah, we get it, he has an awful personality, and he's technically a snow bunny, but he's he's a good-looking man. No, I'm And you know who we have to blame for all of this? Tom Hanks. He's Tom a Hanks. father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a stump is good, but nothing about you is, is, is good. Chet Hanks is the definition of a fatherless son. <laughs> Tyrant. White Yardie. Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> he literally he was like on Twitter, oh, so it's time for a white boy summer. Yeah, it did sound like a KKK call. <laughs> and you'd be running. Yeah, they were getting their little hoods ready. <laughs> 
I can't, I can't. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, that's all we have to say on the pro-black discourse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, mine's will probably change in about two months again, but yeah, that's, that's my stance for now. <laughs> Someone will bring up a new piece of information and be like, oh, wait, mm, yeah, I agree. That's a, that's, a very, that's a very good nuanced point there. <laughs> very good take. Yeah. Yeah, I've written my original statement. Um, but moving on from that, uh, on a lighter note, I want to ask, Masi, what has been your favourite thing to watch recently? Ooh, okay. You know what I just finished watching? I've been on a reality TV kick because obviously <laughs> Love Island started and I just finished watching um, Too Hot to Handle like not that long ago. I finished it yesterday. Oh my God. Ooh, did you finish both seasons or just yeah. the most recent one? I finished both seasons. Yeah, it was it was good. The people, I'm sorry, but the the quality of people is ten times better than Love Island. One hundred percent. They are so much better looking. I know. The, and you know what is the the reason I love um Too Hot to Handle more than Love Island is because the black girls actually get love. Yeah, like, they get shown so much love. Melinda's so fine though. She's so pretty. She's so fine though, and her wig's on point. I was so honestly, proud. and she had the natural hair. I was like, come on, babe. Come on. Doing it for the black people, Pearl. Come on. She's just so fine. I, I saw her. her and I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So do you want to handle recently? That's been really good. Mm, um good. I what else what have you been watching? Oh, we finished Love Victor. So <laughs> I love that show. That's so so cute. The second Lovely. season was really good actually. Pardon? The second season was really good. It was the best season by far. Well, there's only two Megan, but yes. Yeah, bitch, it was better than season I one. concur. I concur, yeah. But oh, you, listen, I have to talk about Victor's eyes. <laughs> Victor's eyes. Oh, I don't think Victor's that pain. You know he's pain. I know. Okay, I don't think he is. He's cute, but his he's eyes cute. sparkle. It's his eyes. Man said his eyes sparkle. <laughs> I'm falling in love with his eyes, Mercy. Jesus Christ, you sound like a melt. <laughs> But yeah, love it too was as good as how this season. It was so good. Shout out to my favorite white boy Felix. Oh, we love him. We do love Felix. We love him. Mm-hmm. He's literally like a style Stalinsky. Oh yeah, he is. He does give me very much that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why I like him so much. Yeah, like the awkward but funny white boy. Yeah, it's true. I love him. They made him like Loki woke though. Did they? Yeah, they it. in the first season. In the first season, not so much in the second one, because if he was, then I'd just be like, oh, this is just, this is too much. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. I've I've been watching videos of Felix just religiously recently. Of course you have. Of course I have. Um, Send them through. I will. I will. Thank I've you. got a playlist. Don't worry. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else have you been watching? Um, I literally, oh my God, I forgot. Oh. I've been watching. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get onto that, please can we talk about Raheem and ben- Benjamin? Benji. Raheem <laughs> versus Benji. Raheem versus Benji. Anybody who I... watched the show knows what we're talking about. Raheem, 100%. Raheem, 100%. He's so leg, I can't. He came on screen and I was like, wee! <laughs> Ooh, I literally went, wee! Yeah. No, but like you are his damn sirens outside my house, yeah. <laughs> Raheem has so much personality. Benji I love doesn't. him so much, and he gets along with Victor's mom. It's just meant to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I'm sorry, but Benji is just like a stereotypical white boy. He doesn't have a personality <laughs> other than the fact that he's an abandoned. He went to an AA meeting. Like we get <laughs> That's the only thing that you've got going for you. His like a little bit of spice. He's an alcoholic. He's a good-looking alcoholic that plays a guitar. Okay, good-looking. Right. Don't he go too is. far. He's, he's good-looking. Okay, he's I mean, cute. That's his basic personality. Yeah, 
but I kind of you know what it is I don't hate him but I prefer Raheem yeah he's just so bland to me I can't like I can't hate him because he's got nothing going for him it's like what would I even hear about (laughs) but you know I think that um the like the directors of the show I think they're gonna they're gonna put Benji and Victor together like they're gonna make them stay together I just to avoid like I remember like watching um I don't know like I remember finishing Love Victor and then the trailer came out on YouTube and then all mm. of the comments were just about Benji and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Just to make the Caucasian fans happy. <sighs> I was just, I was low-key fuming, but, like, I don't know. Mm. I feel like, you know what, they still gave me um, Pilar and Felix and that's yes. good for me. And yeah. what's her name? Lake is definitely going to get with that girl, for sure. I was like, yeah, she was giving me, like, definite uh, bye vibes and I was like, yes, per bisexual representation, we're here Amen. for Amen. Come on. Per. Um, also... I forgot to tell you, but I finished Sex Slash Life. Oh my god. <laughs> Mercy. It wasn't giving all it was supposed to give. It, it was not. It was like, I don't know how to explain this, but it was like an old person's after. <laughs> 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 but it, it was just like, I was watching, it wasn't giving all it's supposed to give. It wasn't it, at all. All the characters made me cringe. Literally, I kind of want to say the sex was boring. It, it was kind of boring, it but was. the cinematography was nice. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and the plot is absolute like just bullshit, and you're like, it's wow, this so is a really weird. pretty scene, though. Yes, lighting mm. is great. Yeah. Mise en scène, chef's kiss. Yeah, the soundtrack decent. Yeah, uh, uh, mm, yeah. It like so so. The plot was like a Wattpad story. It re- and no, I genuinely think it. I like it. Must have been like a Wattpad story before for sure. Just, I did not like it. It was giving me after, but with old people. And I just exactly. don't like that. I'm sorry, but once you get to 30, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to watch you snogging on TV, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that ageism? Fuck it. I don't know. Are you a proud ageist now? Hmm. Well, yeah. Sue me. You're going to get cancelled on Twitter. Watch out. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really, I did not like it. And everyone gassed up for no reason. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I feel like every like three months, there's something um that comes out on Netflix that everyone's like, oh my gosh, have you heard? And I watch yeah. it just because like I need to know what people are talking about. Mm. And usually I form my own opinions and I try to make it redeemable, like with Ginny and Georgia. But this one just no, it just wasn't. And it really put me off Australian accents. And I love Australian accents. <laughs> you know what? It took me a while to figure out that he was Australian. Oh my god, no! I felt dumb as fuck. He sounds very Australian, but it just it just wasn't giving all it's supposed to give at all. Have you watched Out any movies recently? Um, no, actually, I haven't. Mm, damn, what are you doing? I, I actually watch... don't know what I'm doing. Masi, the only thing I'm doing is avoiding my homework and sleeping. Ah, uh, procrastination. Taylor's yeah. oldest time. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. I just want to watch more movies with black people in it because hey. we want to see our Negroes on TV. We should have like a little like recommendation spot. We should do yes. that. Speaking of to... movies with black people, I recently watched Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee, and that movie was good. I still haven't seen it, and I'm mad it at was myself. kind of it has a really good cast. It has Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, I don't I know what him. his name is, and I feel really bad. But the black guy from Breaking Bad, if you know who I'm talking about, with the glasses, I've never seen that show. <clears throat> Jesus, oh, that shows that shows good. But um, the black guy from you're gonna know who I'm talking about. I'll send you a picture after. Um, the black guy from there, and he's a total hotel. He's got the rat tail and everything. Oh no! <laughs> it was it was so funny. It's kind of like if you guys want to watch it, it's kind of like a slice of life thing. So it's about this guy. Um, um, I think his name's Mook, and he lives on like um a block where there's like loads of different ethnicities. So black people, Korean people, 
um like latino people and then there's this like little italian place that he works in right and it's kind of like a slice of life thing so you kind of get the um scenes from everyone talking their shit and it's good it's kind of like stereotypical to an extent but um like it also has a lot of hard-hitting topics so i'd say watch it if you want something it's kind of light but then there's just some like moments in it that was just so beautiful like there's like Mm. two scenes the scene where um radio raheem's like punching the camera with his little love hate thing and then um, there's there's a guy who has like a serious stutter in it and he's always holding a picture of malcolm x and the martin luther king (laughs) (laughs) he's trying to sell like the picture to him and he just puts up in the little italian restaurant by the end and it's just it was a really beautiful movie guys you should watch it anything directed by spike lee 10 out of 10 yeah i mean i don't want to be like a stereotype but yeah he is basically one of my favorite directors period as he should be mm-hmm. but yeah i think we are done Is yeah. that have we said everything we needed to say i've said everything i said but everything yeah. that i can remember to be honest but yeah yeah honestly if we forgot some things oh well fair enough there we go. um well yeah we that was just me and mercy talking shit throughout the entire episode <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed that i'm sure they did yeah we're just pissed that you know black people aren't getting the representation that we deserve it's true but soon come soon come of course of course our season mm-hmm. inspiring black filmmaker support Amen. her guys where's your cash app <laughs> <laughs> reparations yeah paypal any any type of service <laughs> but yeah thank you guys thank you for making it all the way to the end much appreciated mm-hmm. um marcy thank you so much for being on here I love oh, thank you for having me i love i love having these chats with you i know i love mm-hmm. talking shit it's my favorite yeah, thing to thanks. do <laughs> favorite pastime you know mm, yeah time to ease the day <laughs> Um, this is gonna be unfortunately my last episode for a while. Oh, it's fine, it's fine. I'll be back after summer. Yeah, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. I know you will. Hashtag, I've got so many fans. Oh, <laughs> they love me. The two people listening to this, shut up. I hate <laughs> it's me and you. <laughs> oh, thanks for being my biggest supporter. Of course. Oh, you lovely person. Hashtag support black businesses, support yeah. black work of course yeah but yeah i just i just need a break and this because because this year has literally just been so draining and tiring and honestly i just want to sleep yeah to be honest same here. yeah and also me and Marcy have plans we're trying to have a hot yell summer as we should mm-hmm, period but the real tea is do i even have hot girl summer money oh sucks for you i'm getting my Shut money up you should do the same okay why Broke don't you shut the fuck up never laugh <laughs> <laughs> i'm laughing now what about it yeah what about it what about it what's going on what are you doing with all of her when you can have all of this <laughs> I love <laughs> <laughs> right. we literally need to get off Twitter <laughs> all right. but yeah that's it from me thank, thank you guys you. for all the support thank you for listening we appreciate it yeah. I hope everyone has an amazing and restful summer yeah alrighty goodbye from the both of us bye bye If you like this episode and want to hear more from me, subscribe and tune in every Friday. For now, take care.